This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Otago Access Radio, in partnership with Otago Polytech, brings you Blowing Bubbles. Blowing Bubbles brings you positive conversations with people in their bubbles around the world. How are people living their bubble lives? Working from home, keeping kids entertained, and staying connected and getting exercise. And how are these things presenting us with the opportunities to find new ways of living? Every weekday, the Sustainable Lens team of Samuel Mann, Shan Gallagher and Mara Karatai reach out from their bubbles to chat with interesting and positive people around the world. Broadcast on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz and sustainablelens.org. Bringing connection, joy, kindness and peace in the days ahead. Welcome to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, in their safe spaces around the world. I'm Samuel Mann, and I am joined from Fakatani by Mawera Karatai. Kia ora, Mawera. Kia ora, Sam. How are you? Good, good. Did you have a weekend that was less foggy than our weekend? <laughs> I read about your foggy weekend, and they're having to the uh, boats in the harbour having to use fog horns. But we had no fog. We had this most amazing thunderstorm. It was huge, and it was crashing right above my head in our house. It was amazing, and then the power went out, and I loved it. <laughs> and who do we have with us today? Oh my gosh! So today we have got Amy Scott with us. Now I met Amy. Uh, online on Thursday when she was the facilitator for a course that I did on precognitive communication um, using what's also known as Dixon's Dots, um, but I will forever know them as Amy's Dots. And um, <laughs> I, I just thought Amy was amazing. And I thought, oh my gosh, we have to interview her for the show. So welcome, Amy. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. This is very exciting. Very exciting. And where are you, Amy? Sam, I'm in Mosfield, so I understand I'm not too far away from you, beautiful man. <laughs> That's exactly right. We are in Sawyer's Bay. How was lockdown for you? Uh, lockdown was interesting. In the first couple of hours, my entire calendar of all my speaking engagements and training uh, bookings throughout New Zealand and Australia, my whole calendar emptied in the space of about two hours. Uh, <laughs> Initially, <laughs> initially I felt quite relieved, and then I realised, in hindsight, that that's probably leaves a big question mark as to why I was feeling quite relieved. Perhaps I was a bit overbooked, uh, and then of course reality kicked in, and I realised, oh, that's right, shivers. We have a mortgage. This could trickle. <laughs> So um managed um, to do a little bit of work online or virtually. Now there's there's three words that I, I will try not to use in this catch up about lockdown and things, and that is pivot. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, pivot. Uh, what's another one? Um unprecedented. I'm not gonna use that one either. And there's another one that makes me feel equally as ill. Um, which I will not put your gorgeous listeners through. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> oh, new normal. Oh, my God. Oh, there you go. There is a tree. Like, I really, I really enjoyed for me, normally I work in a corporate sense or with not-for-profits, and it, although I do a little bit of stuff in schools and things, um, what was fascinating and, and absolutely delightfully unexpected was 
the fact that I actually got to work with families. Like because families were at home and were looking for stuff to do, it was quite fun and energizing, but also some key life skills. I got to do more work, um, yeah, with families, which really filled my heart. Yeah, it was so cool. So, did you consciously pirouette to that new, that new role, reinvent it? <laughs> I love your languaging. Um, no, no, I didn't. It just happened, and I think what what attracted people possibly was the fact that I could offer it online um, and that what used to be a half day or a full day session, which a lot of people would have possibly done through their workplaces, could be delivered in a couple of hours. And so that A, made it more accessible time-wise and B, the price point must have been okay as well. Because I just, I don't know, during that time I just went, I think everyone just needs to step up. And so I it needed to be some price, otherwise people wouldn't value it, which is ironic, isn't it? <laughs> you give, yeah, offer something for free and people go, well, it can't be very good. <laughs> um, so <there's, laughs> and I'm not sure if that's a Kiwi thing, um, but anyway, uh, so the price point must have been okay. And, yeah, I think it, I, was, I pretty quickly worked out that if I didn't set myself up with some regular kind of, gig or some regular kind of daily catch up with people a I would drive my family absolutely batty and b the other thing that could happen is I could really go down the rabbit hole and get too focused on my work and like reading and researching so I figured I quickly offered virtual coffee catch-ups to anyone and just said at 10 o'clock every day um we're having I'm having a virtual coffee catch up. You don't have to come everyone, there's no cost, come and go as you want. And we ended up with a key bunch of people from um, around New Zealand and a couple from Australia. And what's cool is a couple of weekends ago we all caught up, most of us got to catch up in Dunedin. So we had people from Geraldine, Omaru, um, our friends in Auckland didn't make it down, in the Cargill, um, who else did we have? A couple in Dunedin. Oh, and I say Geraldine? Yeah, Geraldine. So, yeah, so we just, it was quite a fascinating, like I really felt like we really got to know each other during that time because every day we were checking in on each other and really just laughing about stuff that probably if we didn't laugh, we'd cry. <laughs> yeah. Let's take the first of your music choices. Let's have Phil Ooh. Madsen. Why this one? Oh, it's a beautiful thing, man.
So what is it that you do, Amy? Uh, yeah, so I um, I came across this amazing New Zealand-made communication methodology, um, Samuel. Uh, whilst I was lawyering, um, uh, would be maybe 15 years ago I came across it, and it completely blew my mind. Uh, and the reason it blew my mind was it was a really simple approach to help people better on to other people's wavelengths and that's it and at the time I was doing family and criminal law um so I was working in the dark side of the law <laughs> um and for me I, in that moment I went wow if people had access to this knowledge um then they could, we could probably decongest a lot of the family court system actually <laughs> so that people could actually sort of work stuff out um, without the unnecessary friction, um, so that was my that was what first got me interested in it, um, and and I ended up doing uh, an entire day with eighty truck drivers from Tamuka, and <laughs> it was amazing. Um, they certainly left more scared of me. Um, <laughs> but, Oh, just amazing. Such a privilege. I, I can't have been too bad, really, because uh, three months later, um, they invited me back to do a session with their wives and kids. And, wow, that just filled my heart so much. Um, and really, from that one day with Tamuka Transport, sorry, I, I really owe Tamuka Transport a lot of kudos and thanks because from that one day, um, 
all of my work came purely from word of mouth. People heard about from the drivers themselves, actually. Um, and that led me to be dotting and sharing this communication style with businesses throughout Australia and New Zealand. Yeah. And you take people through, is it, is it a one-day thing? Yeah, it can be a half-day. Um, it's a half-day session or it can be a whole-day session. And, of course, with the lockdown, um, there was greater demand for a shorter shorter access so um, or shorter time. So I could do it in two hours or two and a half hours. Um, and people just come to grips with uh, why they feel, think, and act the way they do and why other people are naturally different. And so David Dixon um, was the New Zealand research journalist who spent over 30 years looking at different personality profiling systems or different communication methodologies from all around the world. So you and your listeners would have heard of some of these or all of these. So he looked at Myers-Briggs, he looked at DISC, he looked at Hermans, he looked at the Enneagram, he looked at teacher mapping, um, he looked at the insights, he looked at another American model, um, oh, Personality Plus, you know, the eagle, the owl, you know, Beavis and Butty. No, just kidding. Oh, he looked at all the Simpsons. He looked at everything that was out there. And in true Kiwi style, he basically just went, if you get rid of the fluff and the ball uh, hype, um, what it comes down to is we're a combination of these four different communication styles. You can't be just one. You're a combination. But the only purpose of understanding your combination is purely just so you can get onto someone else's wavelength as quickly as possible. That's it. It's not good. It's not bad. Um, it's just, I think, really what it does is perhaps at a bigger level, it reminds people really to be more tolerant. At its simplest, most um, pure essence, I think it probably is about getting some insight or awareness on yourself and other people. Yeah. Does the dotty perspective is that how you what how do you call it the dotted perspective whatever you use (laughs) to describe it does that has that given us any insights into how we've responded to the pandemic and how we've communicated during it yes absolutely um particularly when for the different communication styles were different challenges so for the purple dots for the initial period of time, it was really, really exciting because it was quite new and we just had to get out around it. And Purple Dots get lots of ideas, constantly get new ideas, and ideas pop into their head and then come straight out their mouth. So we hear these people, they talk a lot. They are very good at expressing information out loud. Uh, And then our Red Dots, they're a bit more... um, introspective so our gorgeous red dots they need to think everything through thoroughly before they'll open their mouth and challenge for gorgeous red dots during lockdown was why aren't people just doing what they're told the rules are the rules and they could get rally and a bit grumpy quite quickly um and then we had our gorgeous yellow dots and these are the people who process information by building pictures in their mind so uh, as an example, if I said to a gorgeous yellow dot friend, I'll meet you for coffee uh, at Blend Cafe in Mosgiel, uh tomorrow at 10 a.m., um, my yellow dot friend will be picturing that cafe. They'll be picturing which way they drive to that cafe. They'll picture where they'll park. They're picturing what they're doing before 10 a.m., Samuel, because they will not be late. 
time is very important to our yellow dot friends. And they'll even be picturing what they're going to wear. This is the whole day before. Now, some of the listeners will be looking to this going, oh, what's wrong with that? No, absolutely nothing is wrong with it. Um, but what happens is if I was to ring my yellow dot friend the next day at 10 to 10, it's like, <coughs> excuse me, look, I'm so sorry. I can't make it. What I've done is I've just smudged their perfect picture their entire day and if they're neon yellow i've destroyed their week and so we don't do that so for the yellow dots during lockdown if you were lucky enough to have a yellow dot in your bubble they would have been restacking the dishwasher um they would have been following around after you tying things up and there is a certain way that towels need to be folded for gorgeous yellow dots they were the people who were most anxious about not getting to the hairdresser um so <laughs> gorgeous yellow dots um and also for our yellows, um, because they think in pictures and because even now things are so uncertain, the extra pressure for them has been they can't picture what perhaps tomorrow will look like or next week or next month or next year. And that can be deeply, deeply unsettling. Um, and, and lastly, for our gorgeous blue dots, our blue dots are people who kind of like our Steve Hansons of the world, if you like. They're deeply intuitive. They care very much. Um, these are the people who want to hang out with people whom they like. And so suddenly with lockdown and being in a bubble, it was very difficult for Blue Dots who couldn't be or have time with people that they they know and love. Um, and, and for them, Zoom meetings, um, yeah, we all had to kind of get here around Zoom, and Zoom fatigue apparently is a real thing. Um, but for our blue dots, because they pick up on the unsaid, like they're the people who just can, yeah, they just have this superhuman ability to pick up on what else is going on. For them uh, in Zoom meetings, it's very two-dimensional. And so for a lot of blue dots, they felt like they were flying a bit blind because they weren't being able to access that other information that they naturally um, normally access. So that felt a bit off for them. So I'm not saying, and like we all had um, similar calendars during lockdown, but for some of the different communication styles, and of course we're all clever enough to know that we're so much more than just our communication styles, like, we're talking like one slice of our pizza if we as human beings are pizzas. Um, communication is just one little slice of who we are. We've got culture. We've got our cognitive abilities, our core values and beliefs, our, um, our, co yeah, our cognitive abilities, how clever we are, compassion, confidence, curiosity, context, choices. We make so many other words uh, make us who we are. Um, and communication is just one small slice of that. So... Um, hopefully, Mawera, you'll, you'll agree with me in that session. I, I'm, I'm pretty clear on saying to people, you know, look, if someone's behaving badly, um, if someone's being a bit of a plonker, because um, there are some plonks out there, it's, it's often not because of their, their dot or their communication style, just because they're a plonker. Uh, and actually, we need plonkers because, you know, they remind us how not to be. They, they, you know, they're doing very real service on the planet. <laughs> and we can all be plonkers if we're being a wee bit honest. I mean, let's face it, none of us are on all the time. So sometimes we have plonker moments. Um, but, yeah, with organisations and things, I guess um, what I see is some organisations will put 
their staff will have their four dots as part of their email signatures or there was five, there were 500 um, New Zealand engineers based in Christchurch who were talking about getting their dots embroidered on their overalls, right? And there's nothing wrong with that because, again, it's just a simple way, a simple reminder for other people to go, oh, yeah, you, so you're quite weird, so you need me to communicate quite directly. You're interested in facts. So for me personally, I better just shut out all of this purple stuff. It's just going to overwhelm you. <laughs> Let's do a very not smooth segue from talking about a plonker to hearing from Liesl, who's definitely not a plonker. <laughs> she is definitely not. Liesl Mitchell is a downtown dweller, urban explorer and conversationalist observing city life in lockdown. Hello there, bubble people. Liesl here, and I hope you are having a fantastic kind of a day. And I hope you are ready for the next five minutes of your life to be stimulated, inspired, blown away, next level transported, um, or at least maybe have some interesting conversation for the next five minutes. Um, hopefully this is what's about to happen. Um, I, I've been mulling over this whole idea of kind of compassion and how in the in the sort of you know process of coming out of lockdown and our bubbles and kind of I guess becoming accustomed to kind of normal life again whatever that looks like although I don't think it is normal exactly um, but we're pretending like it is and I've just been thinking about you know what is what is compassion doing in this space and how are we activating our own levels of compassion for others because there's going to continue to be I guess a need for us to understand and care for each other and be kind as we continue to address this uh, I guess ongoing well the ongoing pandemic which is affecting the world and we are sort of in so many ways incredibly lucky that we are not having to um, deal with some of the same challenges that other parts of the world are currently. Fingers crossed that that continues. Um, but I think it's that whole uh, people are coming back to a reality now that is being evaluated. So what does it look like for, you know, a lot of people, jobs are disappearing or changing, restructuring, maybe how we're living, um, working from home or, going back to a workplace that maybe has had to make people redundant, uh, what is the morale like, um, the, the landscape is different and for some people that's meaning making big decisions like having to close down their business or their way of life and what does this look like? It's a space where there's a lot of change and a lot of unknown factors and I think it's also will cause a lot of um, difficulty for people and distress. So. One of the things I'm sort of noticing, I guess, is that this keeps evolving, like it's in a state of change. So we are, I guess, in some ways, probably trying to get on with our lives and whatever that looks like. And um, in some ways, that's actually called really ignoring the problem, because getting on with our lives kind of means, right, well, you know, we've kind of done that lockdown thing and now we're on with life. Um, but life is actually about um, living 
in community together and when you have people that are suffering, it does actually affect everybody, even if you are not directly in relation to someone who is in a difficult situation. It has ripples. Ripple effect comes out of that. So if you've got people that are not able to afford their housing anymore and you've got people now unable to find a place to live and that creates a space where people are maybe having to live rough or on the streets and then it becomes maybe an issue for whether they can work because they may not have access to the same sort of um, just basic requirements like a you know clothes that that are sharp enough for, for working in an office environment or access to a shower or something like that I mean it's it becomes things that then affects the, directly that person but can also affect the fact that um, now there's someone else who needs a little bit more care and uh, maybe someone that's pretty angry or now needs some mental health care as well so that has an impact on the greater fabric of society I guess. So this is an evolving situation where people financially, mentally, emotionally, physically are being really challenged and it's not just one or two people, it's huge groups of people in our communities right throughout New Zealand. So how can we be compassionate to others, first of all, but I think also how can we be understanding and innovative? Because if we can be compassionate and thoughtful about other people's situations, that can spark ideas because we've all got things we can contribute to making this better for everybody if we kind of put our heads together and start collaborating rather than trying to get out there and you know um, get back to normal old life, get on with it. That's kind of an individual approach that if we just do that side by side parallel but not together, we won't be as strong as we can be. So yeah, that's my thought for today, getting deep on it. So I hope you have a lovely rest of the afternoon and look forward to our next conversation. Take care. I think the most challenging one of all the, the dots, colours you were talking about there is that uncertainty, because we can't solve that. All mm. of those other things we can solve, or, or at least we can present yeah. things in a different way, but the uncertainty one yes. is a real difficult challenge. It, it really is, and and it does. It impacts all of us, but particularly the yellow dots, because they, they, they love to have things lined up and organised in their minds. Like That's how they, they process by seeing things. So when we can't provide that at the moment, it's honestly, it's like I said, another layer of um, stress for them to get through it. I was just talking to a friend this morning about that and he's strongly yellow and he said, yeah, I just, I know logically that no one, it's no one's fault. I get that, but I still naturally are craving some certainty or things I can put into my pictures so I can plan. Is there a way of describing uncertainty that brings some certainty? Oh, I like that question. I wonder I wonder if it's more not describing it. I wonder if it's an, an acceptance thing of perhaps for the next time things are going to be uncertain and then let's review. Maybe that would be a kinder Yeah. Because the the irony, the other irony is for these gorgeous people who naturally have that dominant yellow communication style. They are the people who are the most hardest on themselves. Okay, so there'll be an aspect of them thinking they should just be able to manage this and get on with it because everyone else is, and and actually that's that's not useful either.
Bubble Sprite of the Forest of Orokunui, Dunedin's favourite goddess, Tahu Mackenzie. Kia ora koutou, I hope you're all having the best day, beautiful superstars, in your beloved universes. Thank you for being born. Thank you for being amazing. Thank you for being as all life is, perfect, unique, and here making things better. Thank you. Thank you for contributing your unique magic to this process of co-evolution that we are all part of and we are all here because of that has been taking place perfectly for the last several billion years on this paradise planet. Thank you. So for me, it's been an amazing day because, of course, here in Autiporti, Stunedin, it has been raining and raining and raining and raining and raining and raining and raining, which I really love. I love the rain and I love the song of the rain and the smell of the rain. And everything about the rain is just so beautiful to me. And of course, we began life surrounded by white water, the water of life in the womb. I get to work in a giant cloud forest at Orokanoi Eco Sanctuary. I get to be surrounded by very small droplets of water. And of course, all the water has been recycled over and over. All our ancestors, all life that's come before us has enjoyed it. And all our descendants, of which we are the ancestors, will enjoy it too. So it's just a wonderful portal into that infinite web of life of which we are all a part. And because of this wonderful rain portal, I didn't have to show beautiful people around Orokanoi Eco Sanctuary today. So I was able to focus my time and my love and attention on my own personal sanctuary, my mansion. And it was a real return for me, a real joyous return to many of the devotional practices that I enjoyed over lockdown. So really diving into that privilege of having the time and the space to really focus my attention and really be present with all of my senses to the tasks that I was enjoying doing. And really, because of that presence and that attention, going beyond time, which was so liberating and so therapeutic and so blissful and amazing, and I just really loved it. So I did a lot of caring for the mansion, a lot of tidying and organizing, I did a lot of boxing up of beautiful peka peka bird feeders and all of these tasks because they were with no time pressure beyond time were just so joyful. And so for me, I have now realized that I would love to make sure I can reintegrate these days into my hustle and bustle of consensus reality level one because it was just so wonderful. And we also had Fano tea tonight, and I talked to all the Fano about what had they learned over the lockdown in terms of their use of time. And there were many great observations from the Fano, as always, that time is a revelator, as Gillian Welch said, and we listened to the song, it's a beautiful song. And so a lot of learning, a lot of healing was able to take place over that time. A lot of letting go, baggage from the past. A lot of accomplishing things which had been procrastinated around and realising that procrastination did not need to occur ever, ever again because lo and behold, this procrastinated task had been achieved so fast. But I will also say that I think 
we can reframe procrastination as a journey towards readiness and sometimes time gives us that opportunity to find the right frame of mind so just putting that out there but just like all learning that we do we benefit so much from it and every moment is unique and perfect and so all we are learning now is helping us to grow and evolve more and more together something that i find really fascinating that i found out about our body's sense of time is that when we have an emotional response to something our body's biological process that underpins that emotional response lasts for 90 seconds so if we can allow ourselves to experience that physiological emotional response for 90 seconds and allow it to subside we can then take a step back from it reframe it and use it as a tool of course to help us another thing that i really appreciated hearing about and experiencing for myself today is of course that time allows us to process and learn from what we have all experienced together and see things from other perspectives and i think this has been very important for me today so i hope that for all of you Whatever your learning has been around the best use of your time, thanks to lockdown, you are able to reintegrate these things into your daily lives now. And I hope that whatever is happening around you and wherever you are, you're having the opportunity to have that time in your own personal sanctuary and give yourself what you need and deserve. And I'll look forward to talking to you tomorrow. Thanks so much. Kakite. Can a yellow person have more than one uh, picture of what the future could be like? Can, can we say you've been through the four levels and you know what that looks like, so can we encourage them to create a picture for each level again? Would that help? Yeah, I, yeah, I think that would help. I think even the ability, uh, Maura, to uh, to acknowledge their need for those details, like even that in and of itself will feel like they've been heard or that people understand them. Um, because, I mean, a big part of communication is understanding what you yourself need and taking some responsibility to get the stuff that you need. And so so partly for them, while they're searching for more details to put into their picture, um, yeah, I think, yeah, I, I think that... that just the, the fact that people around them are understanding the extra stress for them. I think that will probably go a long way. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure if I answer that question. <laughs> it's kind of because it's easy. Like it's the, the way my brain works, I know that I can, I can just make it up as I go along and I forget that yeah. other people can't. It's, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's so hard yeah. for them. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and in some, and in some ways purple dot will deliberately, Mess, mess things up to keep it interesting <laughs> um and <laughs> and because they're naturally innovative people you know like so if you think about the different shopping styles because you know it's really important um purple dots will go on to a shop they kind of know what they want they'll find it and leave like they're not going to waste any time in the shop and then they'll change their mind the next day and take it back um and our gorgeous yellow dots will spend hours they will research um, and they will touch everything and they will they will 
they love they will sacrifice comfort for something that looks good and is a designer label so for any of you with yellow dot teenagers or children your bank account balance will certainly feel that um <laughs> red dots will do their research they will buy stuff on special because they're like why wouldn't you really efficient and our gorgeous blue dots it's about them feeling comfortable in a shop number one and also they like to feel things and they'll put something on and they don't care what it looks like a blue dot is working out how they feel wearing that item of clothing and so velvet for blue dots if you're wearing velvet and you've got a blue dot friend around you your blue dot friend won't be able to resist but touch touch the velvet <laughs> it's like really so if any of you are single out there and you're looking for a blue dot partner um get yourself a velvet <laughs> <laughs> one of the reasons New Zealand oh, has been so successful so far is being put down to the communication coming from from the government, particularly mm. the Jacinda and Ashley show. And I was just yes. wondering, uh, I was just going through the, 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 the dot colours here. It's almost as if they've deliberately set them up to, to tick off those different aspects with that yeah. kind of that, oh, that, oh, that really warmth was... and friendly, but also the, the, the tears, you know, it says, let's, let's, go, let's go through the facts as well. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I wonder, they've covered off all of the communication styles in every one of those briefings. They've given the what, they've given the when, they've given the where or the fact and figures and, and the relevance for people at different stages. And then they've given the why, which, yes, no, Simon Sinek has had huge commercial um, success selling the why um but they've covered off four things which is from the dots methodology they've covered off all of the communication styles which is why it's people get it that's why it's um uh palatable i guess or accessible are the things that appeal to everybody i mean you said there's lots of other c's in, in the pizza but the the be kind <laughs> message yeah seems to appeal yeah. to everybody yeah, and I think that's part of our core values. It's like that, like exactly what you said. It's another C. I think as as Kiwis, um, and it feels almost arrogant to say this, but I think there's a there's a, a part of us that actually just goes, we all need to live together. We need to get on with this. So let's just be kind and get on with it because we can't control what's happening at a global at a global level. Let's play the second of your music choices. Let's have Billie Eilish come out and play. Oh, I love her. She's so clever. Mm. Wake up and smell the coffee. Is your cup half full or empty? When we talk, you say it softly. But I love it when you're awfully quiet And I know 
So of all of the changes that we've seen, this is sort of societal level changes you've seen over the last however long it's been going on for. It could be years. It could be weeks. I have no idea. What do you think is going to stick and what do you hope will stick? I think um, I think accept, self-acceptance or people accepting themselves, um, it's a big first step. And, to be, and again, being kind. To, to themselves and to others because I, I do truly believe that we are all or I choose to believe because I believe it's useful to choose to believe this that we're all doing the best we can with what we have in any given moment and it's a great book by uh, Chris Helder it's a tiny book it's really easy to read called Useful Belief um, and he would say something like you know like people going, oh, this is the best time to be alive. This is the best time to be on the planet. Now, whether that's actually true or not is irrelevant. But if it's useful to believe that, if that's going to help get your mind focusing on things to support that theory. Do you think that maintaining that positive mindset is really important? I, th- I think it's useful, um, but I'm also mindful. I quite like Dr. John Martini's work. He's quite an interesting rooster if you ever have a chance to check him out. Um, he would say that positive psychology destroyed the planet. <laughs> I, I just love him. Um, around, he says it sets people up to expect that they always have to be positive or always have to be um, happy. And that's not sustainable and that's not, um, it's not possible. Sometimes we're happy, sometimes we're sad. And it's actually okay. Um, and so it's almost like when we, well, even with um, Jacinda and Ashley, I guess, when we put people on pedestals, yes, they're good people on the most part doing a good job, but sometimes they'll be good and sometimes they won't be. <laughs> we've, we've all got both sides. And it's useful to acknowledge both sides rather than create delusions in our mind that things can only ever be good or happy. 
that's when that's when things like anxiety or depression can can be kicked off. Do we need to go through those moments of not happy in order to have a transformation? I mean, I, I suppose the question, if, if we relate it to your work, is do people bring you in when they're having conflict? Yeah. Is it better yeah, they when they're in work. conflict because then you can help dig them out? Um, I, well, I guess it's easy for them to spend their budget then because <laughs> go, oh, we need help with this. Um, actually, it doesn't really matter because there's always an opportunity to grow or deepen the potential of any team and um and it, it's great that teams are looking more or more open to talking about emotions and feelings at work um jeremy dean uh from the emotional culture deck um has done a lot of great work in that space and because people go oh we want to be innovative we want to be positive at work and if you actually stop and ask the question well what does that look like they often don't know because it's like a lot of organisations go, we're innovative. Okay, cool. So how do you celebrate failure? Oh, no, we don't do that. <laughs> well, how can people be innovative if it's not safe to fail? Like, I don't understand. We're very good at throwing around, bad, like, you know, the words, these words and these labels and innovative and emotionally intelligence and blah, 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 blah. And you go, okay, cool, but just, just take me through the, like, just explain to me what that looks like. What does it feel like? Is it always like is it always a positive spot to be in? And actually, if people get real and get a bit honest, which takes courage. And Brene Brown's all over that, right? Um, actually, yeah, let's 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 dive, let's delve a little bit deeper. And what courage is for you might not be courageous for another person. Right? A six-minute cold shower with the Wim Hof every morning, even living down here, is I would say courageous. My friends think it's absolute craziness. <laughs> I'm just retraining myself to just get used I think I got a little bit comfortable so I'm actually actively looking to put myself in discomfort to hopefully retrain my brain so I can do a bit more growing actually it's very easy to get a bit comfy (laughs) there's a nice harbour that we could go swimming in yes there's a nice (laughs) harbour I've been at Brighton Beach Samuel a couple of times in the last four weeks have you really? I did 74Ks yes. during level three in the harbour. Wow. So I have, I have some questions to end with. What is the biggest sure. success you've had in the last couple of years? Oh, biggest success. Um, hmm, great question. I think the biggest success has, has been that I'm able to do this work that I'm clearly passionate about. Um, without stopping the desire to keep learning um would be easy for me to get just like i said before a bit comfortable (laughs) and just yeah i think it's it doesn't matter whether i'm working with apprentice sharers or families or doctors or truck drivers parliamentary services staff i worked with 184 of them at the beginning of the year um i did some stuff for the politics samuel a few years ago five years ago i think um no matter who people are or what they do it really all comes down to um them being able to communicate mostly with themselves and with the people around them connection was really vital so we're writing a book of these conversations it's called tomorrow's heroes so you're now you're in our mansion of the team of people doing good work what's the superpower that got you you there my energy my energy and just genuine love for people. 
do you consider yourself to be an mm. activist? I consider myself to gently challenge the status quo. I love asking really good questions and <laughs> going, oh, what if? What if the convention around marriage, let's say, what if the deal was actually that you wouldn't be married to someone all your life, but you actually only had a ten to a six to ten year cycle, and that in six years time you get together and you go, is it still working for us? Oh, great, let's do another round. If not, it's been wonderful. Thanks for the experience. Good luck with your next round. <laughs> this is an example. I love challenging. You know, just people to be a bit kinder rather than get caught up in social constructs that might not even belong to them. What motivates you? What gets you out of bed in the morning? Mm, people. Um, and look, this sounds really naff, and I apologise, but even not even when I'm like, – I love speaking, I love training and mentoring. It's a given. But even if I'm heading to my local cafe and I just see someone and I get to have a conversation with someone I don't know um, and you smile and, it, and, you know, that's all we need. It's, it's beautiful. The ability to share. Be doing life with the people that are around us at the moment. It's pretty cool. And what challenge are you looking forward to in the next couple of years? Um, my challenge is to have a lot more of these conversations. Um, and because that does take courage and it takes, it takes us having to admit ourselves that we don't have all the answers and, um, and being okay with that. And lastly, do you have any advice for our listeners? Um, yeah, I, I think you're here for a reason. Um, you're doing a great job. Thank you for being on the planet at the moment. And just tap into your own awesomeness because you've all got awesomeness in there. Thank you very much. Mawira, did you have any thoughts on closing, tapping into your own awesomeness? Um, <laughs> do you know what I need to um, – I was thinking I've got um, – as since I did this course on Thursday, I've been thinking about a, a lot of my yellow dot friends because I have a lot of yellow dot friends in my life. Um, and, and I need to have some conversations with them about how it's okay to have lots of different pictures um, yes. and to imagine how your reality will be um, at, at, at all different things that are happening. And I take it for granted that it's just so easy to do that, but actually it's really not, is it? For a lot of people, no, it's just not right. easy to... Yeah, yep. so to, to plan. Yeah, so thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank Let's you. play out to Bitsy Bitsy Yellow Polka Dot Bikini because it's about dots. <laughs> <laughs> she was afraid to come out of the locker. She was as nervous as she could be. She was afraid to come out of the locker. She was afraid that somebody
You've been listening to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world, brought to you by the Sustainable Lens Team, which is brought to you by Otago Polytechnic. We're broadcast on Otago Access Radio every weekday afternoon at 3 and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz. You can find us on Facebook and subscribe to the podcast in all the potty sorts of places. We've had contributions from Tahu McKenzie and Liesl Mitchell. I'm Samuel Mann in Soyuz Bay, Dunedin, with Mawira Karatai in Fakatani and Amy Scott in Mosgiel. We hope you enjoyed the show. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.